Welcome, Welcome to, to Launch, Launch Left, Left Podcast. Aha! A space for famed creatives to launch the next wave of music rebels. Also an intentional space that highlights and empowers all artists for whom radical creativity is not a choice but a necessity. I am Rain Phoenix. And I am Summer Phoenix. And we're happy to host this episode for you. Every episode we're happy to I host. I guess we do. We, we do. don't. That's Some all the, we have, sis, you're right. is like we have happiness to host because other than that, we don't got much. We got nothing. It's just. We know nothing. Yeah. We got nothing. But yeah. we're happy to host this episode and all episodes on Launch Left. Today's guest is really special for a number yeah. of reasons. Lifelong fans yeah. over here. We just love her music so much. Um, the Honorable Ms. Beth Orton. Beth Orton, All yes. the way here from across the pond. So welcome, Beth. Let's welcome. get right in. Let's get right in. How did this come about? Let's get right into that, right? How did the the Mercury Rev collab slash Bobby Gentry situation? They made a beautiful record that was their idea to make. My tummy just totally rumbled. I said that in my tummy. I don't Hungry? Hungry. Let's yeah. let's get something to eat, We guys. should. We should yeah, order we in. We will. Let's just order in some <laughs> Thai. Vegan Thai. Oh, yeah. So, um, no, but they, they made this beautiful record. So, I think I think just their long time beloved fans of Bobby Gentry, so am I. I think I was the first person they went to to ask to be involved. Of course you yeah, were. yeah. And I was very flattered and, and incredibly enthusiastic. And I said yes. And they asked me to sing Courtyard. And but sorry, I've missed the very essential part, which is they made a cover of the record um, The Delta Suite, which was Bobby Gentry's second release, second album release. And um wasn't like it wasn't like that it was the difficult right. second second record right. and um and they've made this incredible psychedelic deep profound record but what's also really interesting is the women they chose to be on it so it's like lucinda williams oh singing ode ode to billy joe huge fan yes me too and um and then um, you know Nora Jones sounding so psychedelic, it's extraordinary and really nailing it. Um, Phoebe Bridges, who just melts my heart, yeah. and um, there's just one out uh, Margot Price, um, just just uh, uh, Marissa Nadler, who's doing the She's support wonderful. on the first two, you know, the first second. Oh gosh, the LA show and from beyond. Um, so it's a West Coast tour, and basically, so then what happened was. They made this incredible record. Um, it came out a couple of years later. And then they were like, let's do it live. And they asked me to sing the entire record with wow. them. Except for like Marissa Nadler's joining us for these gigs. So she's singing her song, which is beautiful. I'm a little bit jealous. It's called Refractions. And so that's, and she's incredible. You were like, nine is yeah. not enough. I want all 10. I want it all. Whatever. All me. It's all about me. Yeah. So, but um, no, it's brilliant. It's amazing. And, wow. Yeah. I didn't realize that, uh, I guess, yeah, that the yeah. record had that many. Incredible women. Yeah. And it's, and Vashti Bunyan as well. And so it's this really, interesting bunch of women it's not just like your usual cast of yeah we'll just bring this bird it in. was hand-picked yeah and, you and can curated hear, you can and, hear it yeah mm. which song each person sings it's like okay that wasn't by chance that they asked those people to sing those songs and in your live renditions are you going to uh beth orton them all over the place i'm a little bit good i'm meeting in the middle so it's like i can't do it nora jones if i tried but i really am inspired by her version because mm -hmm. she's amazing and it's beautiful but i have referenced both 
the original and this new record and then at the same time I'm singing within the could say the constraints and also the um whatever's of my own voice so yeah confines Co- confines but also the expanse and uh range range range, wow. range marvelous range <laughs> my own, uh, it's an emotional range <laughs> more than a, uh, a vocal range sure yeah. you have one of the most singular voices i think in music and so special so emotional like you said evoke so much just hearing you sing two words i'm i immediately feel it right here like and so thank you for uh choosing voice and singing and writing songs and making records i had a question for you unrelated to this particular project in regard to your um previous records you've you have quite a beautiful catalog of music are you involved um with production as well or is it songwriting and singing you are it sound i i had that theory that you were but i wanted to hear it from the horse's mouth i pick my band i pick you know the i I choose what I want to hear, but I do also work with producers. So like, you know, on Sugaring Season, I work with Tucker Martin, who's an amazing producer in Portland. Um, and he definitely produced that record, but it's like, you know, the musicians we pick together, we sit in the room together, we pick through it together. So, so in that way, yes, I'm involved in production, but I'm not like the producer. Right. But on my first two records, Trailer Park and Central Reservation, I was, I picked, the musicians, but I also created a sound that was pulling together different sources. So, yeah. and again, like I'm not Andrew Weatherall. Andrew Weatherall made the mix he did, but he made the mix from, and also it's like, the, you know, I'm not going to take credit for the bass part and the, the beautiful guitar playing that I didn't play. And that, that was Ted Barnes and Ali Friends. And, you know, I've worked with so many amazing people, but I do think a bit like listening to this amazing podcast yesterday, the Cocaine and Rhinestones yeah. one, mm-hmm. listening to that. And it's like, you can't deny that if you're making music, you're involved in the production in some way. Right. Though that's not to take away from the producers. So I'm like, yeah, I did it all. But I didn't do it all. But at the same time. You set the tone, though, as the uh, artist. Def- and you, you were like, I want these elements included in this. Yeah. And I, like that and I not don't like that yeah it's collaborative on my last record I did definitely like that the last record was the one um Kid Sticks where I was most proud it meant so much to me to make that record it it I made it in LA Laurel Canyon I was living in Laurel Canyon and um I started working with a, a young guy called Andrew Hung, who's in a band called Fuck Buttons. And I don't know if you have to. <laughs> I love that name. <laughs> and it was like, and, um, and it was beautiful. And, but I, t- I took it. So, so again, though, no, that's again, you know, you, you have to take into consideration. I worked with some amazing people on that record too. But I do drive my music. I feel, and that's not a power thing or anything, no, but I do like, passion. I can't hand it over too yeah. easily. And that has been good. And it's, made me difficult to work you know that's mm-hmm. people don't really? necessarily I'm, like that i didn't know that yeah. oh how exciting yeah She's no not in a difficult you're difficult to yeah. work with oh well, know, we should definitely you know work together. <laughs> <laughs> no but you know what I mean? if you're too opinionated yeah then whatever mm-hmm. well yeah I, I mean i think too uh, yeah I'm the hey little lady to serve the beth orton project though and it is yeah. i mean you are the the very symbol that everybody is gathering to get behind it's yeah. your record yeah but at the same time you know it's like if you listen to going back to bobby gentry and going back to that podcast and listening to how those records were made if you didn't get that string arrangement in there if you didn't 
you know, okay, I overwrite and I'll pull in my musicians and I'll put, I won't, I wouldn't, I don't know, but at the same time, it's alchemy. It yep. is alchemy that yes, brings certainly. the people into a room and what yep. happens in that. Yep. Or it's a recipe. I mean, yep. if you want to be really basic about it. I like it, alchemy better. Let's yeah, I like this. Stick with alchemy. Well, yeah. you need a recipe for alchemy. I folks, do like so. cooking. I got to say, what can I say? I like All right, cooking. You guys I like magic. Recipe. I'm sticking yeah. with alchemy. <laughs> um, but Bobby Gentry, as well, was someone who uh, produced. Uh, she, she didn't get the credit for, right? A lot of the Capitol Records producers received credit on a lot of her records. Well, the people but, said that they wrote songs that she wrote. Right, but she she stands by like that she was actually ha very much um, hands-on, even in production from, and it's, from yeah. what I've read. It, so. I think so. I think you can hear that. But anyway, what listen. What a cool lady to be around at that time and to be making it like... And for me right now, in terms of pilgrimaging, like I feel like this is a pilgrimage into her music and her world and 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 her sound but obviously you know with mercury rev and it's their record and it's their that's their sound and their but but we both run alongside a profound respect and love for her music and i've always had it and and i and from the first i was like trying to emulate i mean that's i emulate you know i was like i want it to sound a bit like you know she cries your name which was one of the first songs that i wrote song. with william orbit i didn't write that on my own you know was, so but but at the same time it's like you know i just wanted that sound i was like can we have that feel you know that feel like let's find that and um so maybe that's what i mean in terms of like i don't yeah just yeah the choices that were made though on your on that song um which was really ostensibly a, a pop hit like you know it had all the right right but the way that you um the way it was produced and the way that you all crafted it it really was like song crafting to me is yeah. what it was so original and left of center and making choices that were not like oh this is what is satisfying only so i'll do it it was more like well, what can we put in there that that rubs against everything this song wants wow. to, but then it made it even more compelling to me. But maybe that's what I mean by like, in terms of the fact of it, I don't want to keep going on about it because it's not me who, that was Victor Van Voot who produced that record overall. And, but at the same time, I knew I wanted Ali who played double bass. He played in this band Red Snapper. They were like part of the whole mass. He was sort of, he played, their their band played a lot of Massive Attack. I knew that I really wanted um, Bert Jansch to play guitar on the record. And I, I went to see him play at the, I went to try and see him play at the garage in London and I missed the gig. And as I went to go in, Ali came out with his friend Ted and I was like, oh no, I missed him. I really just want him to play on my record. And he's like, I can do that for you tunings. It's all right. And I was like, come on then. So, you know, that's where the alchemy comes into yeah, it as yeah. well. Cause it's just like the randomness of us meeting. Yeah. And then, and then there was the, the guitar riff that was there, but then Ted did his own take on that guitar riff. And then Ali came in with his bass part. And then my, one of my oldest friends was the keyboard player. So I was like, come and be the keyboard player, you know? And so, cause it was really important to me that there was someone in the band who was part of my youth and my my youngest years you know anyway blah blah all blah. of these things are yeah, super so, important yes, but, it's, but they're it's also they all speak of uh of a collab of collaboration yes. and guess what i feel like this is what we don't talk about enough in this world is that there's room and I've, there's enough for everybody right there's exactly. it, there's enough praise there's enough as long as we, we acknowledge Exactly. And here's the thing, right? You get in a room and it, it's not like, oh, let's try and do something original with this. So it's just like, that's what the people in the room did. Right. And it was it is awesome. original. Right. And therefore it is original right. because yeah. it's like, because no one's like trying to think right. it through. What's the or, best way to mess with what's this? What's clever. Or make it, yeah. yeah. But so if you ask me, 
when you asked me initially, now I feel like a disingenuous because I'm like, yeah, I, I, you know. But all I was saying is I was involved in the choosing of the direction of my record. It was very like important to me that I, but it was all driven by like, I fancied someone or I loved that. Like I loved, I didn't fancy Andrew Everall, but I like really loved his music. And I was like, he'd, he'd mix Primal Scream. And I was like, I really, I love Primal Scream. So, but none of it made sense. <laughs> like, you know, if you put it, if you wrote it down, it didn't, it wasn't right. like, but also at the same time, yeah, I had an amazing record company and, you know, it, so many people. I love go how in. much she talks about collaboration and like everything you say, even while we're like, so talk about you and your record. Oh, yeah. Like you, you, you've named like 20 names since you've been here of people who have been involved which just shows like that is your spirit and when you and I think what you're trying to say is like you know you connect all the you it is premeditated the souls you want in the room yeah but what happens is is totally totally that combo like the just the truth that comes from those souls in the room and that's so special because that is just like being really gifted at, at connecting the the dots I'm good and at letting that. the universe like do a its part. thing. I'm good at yeah. doing parties. I'm like, right, I really want well, this. Yeah. producing yeah. in a way. No, you yeah. know what I mean? Not, yeah. not like fancy part, but I mean yeah. like, a, but, so I love it when you get people together and you're like, oh wow, they're talking to each other and yeah. they're talking to And like, this works. Oh my gosh, that, I can totally relate. It's yeah. one of my favorite things to <laughs> it's do. It's so fun, and it, but not in yeah. like some, you know, but just like, you know, it's just, I love that. I love it when people Connect. come together, yeah. yeah. I said, yeah. Wow, moment of silence for that. That was special. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. In the years since your last album. Yeah. Uh, what have you been, how have you been being? In, so I have been being very reclusive and my entire thing has been writing just every day and, and whenever I can and managing being a parent of two kids but at the same time finding my time to write because I've realized like even if no one else wants to hear it and to be honest sometimes I'm like I don't know I don't know it might be time to just shuffle off you know (laughs) people have a sell-by date right no but no but yes but no but you know what I mean but everything expires exactly but at the same time what do I do it's like I'm I, what am I gonna I'm like as much good as a chocolate fire guard I mean I'm just like what am I gonna do just like I this is what I know to do and it's also what I love to do and I don't know I was I'm just too into it and also for my last record it was very electronic I got involved finally in production in terms of the most essential like learning how to use um what's it called what's it called ableton Mm -hmm. and um the other one logic logic and like getting really into that so i've taken that further and one of the things i've really learned from it is about playing on keys so i bought a 500 pound piano that is so beautiful Mm -hmm. and it's so atmospheric and crazy and a bit dark a bit sad and i have written upright baby grand it's upright it's a you know it really is like completely out of tune but it has the most beautiful tone and I have just been writing my little heart out and battling with like what does it mean like what does it mean to make art when if and when you don't know where you are with anything I have not known where I am with anything but is literally I have found it sort of reduced it down to the the most essential part of it and and if that's what I make music for, then 
I that's all I, I don't care I really really love yeah. it yes I didn't quite let through again because that's my yeah. own version I don't know no, why did you do I that I don't know this is why why did you do that no 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 I wanted I wanted to connect I just wanted that that sound Shh, I think I just tore yeah. my rotator cuff with that one too <laughs> yeah Wow, you yeah. just really said it. That was really beautifully, eloquently said. It's like, regardless, like, it, yeah. You just have to You do have it. to do it. And I'm blessed because it's like, I've been blessed, hashtag blessed, but yeah. I've been given this, you know, I don't know. It's just like, okay, um, yeah. So, yeah, it's what, yeah, doing it. It's just got to keep doing it. Well, I can't wait to hear whatever you're writing and working I'm on. Oh man, and you've been doing it on your own, just yeah. like in your house. And yeah, that's so lovely. I do write on my own essentially, but I think at a certain point I did, you know, get much more into collaboration and like trying to like reach out and 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 you know and let that be like a kind of buzz, you know, like a kind of high, like oh, work with this. Yeah. And this time it's just like no, bring it home, see what there is, see who you are, right? And what is this, you right. know? Mm. Oh, how cool. Yeah. So can we ask you some questions? Yes. We ask three questions of all our guests. I'm so curious your influences, like growing up, like how did you find music? And and how did you suddenly go, oh, I have a voice I want to, sh to do, you know? Yeah. How did you find your way to music? Well, I mean, the truth of the matter is, is that I there's two stories there's the story of my home life where music was incredibly important, like a kind of religion, which side are you on? You know, I had like Big Brother and all his friends and they were all punks and I grew up with punks, basically a bit like being raised by wolves. I was raised by punks. So, but at the same time, I loved um, Kate Bush and what can I say? I'm sorry. I, you said it. Right. I just said it. <laughs> so, but the same to, to, to a lot of people in my house, it's been like, oh, you know, like, all right, shut up, you weirdo. And, but I just, and also like, that was my thing. So I was like, and they all took the beers because they were like, oh, you're wafting around, you know, and it was just like marginalized mm -hmm. with all due respect because at the same time, I was also incredibly inspired by my brother and his friends. Like, I just looked up to him and them and, Trudy with a fucking beautiful Mohican and when I was 12 they gave me a flat top you know like yeah and um and it was kind of amazing and but it was not my world it was their world you know music was never mine I wanted to act I wanted to do all this stuff blah blah, blah. so I was like this uh, so I got marginalized as airy fairy like what but then when I was 19 my mum died very suddenly and I was um asked if I wanted to audition for this theatre company, this experimental theatre company who worked around the theatre of Praxis and um, who also were very inspired by Peter Brook, this book called Open, is it Open Space? Anyway, it was this really, and you could literally do anything you wanted. And they were working, so it was two plays. One was um, Verlaine and uh, Season in Hell, Verlaine and Rambo, and I was the whore. And one was this cast device play that I basically, anyway, we, we all broke together anyway. But I was very free and never been to drama school and I had just lost my mom and I was, I was invincible. Like you couldn't touch me. So if you tell me to say the first thing that comes into my head, I will. And that, it was a bit intense, I think, but it was amazing. So a lot of Polish actors came over and there was no pay, but at the end of it, you got to go to Russia with the play and the wall had just come down. It was 98, I think. No, I mean, 88. And, um, anyway, 
Oh, wow. 89. Anyway, I was so excited wow. to go to Russia. It's all I really, and I, and I was like, what? I don't know. So, and then I worked in a bar. But anyway, one of the things I did, I was scared to um, go in a ring with a bull. I went in a ring with a bull. I, what was the other thing? I can't remember the other. And the, that was my biggest fear was to sing and to sing in public. I was like, so I turned one of the poems, the Verlaine, uh, the Rambo poems into a blues song. And I sang it. And one of the other ladies in the play, her husband was the producer of the Pogues. And he came to the gig. I mean, he came to the play. And um, he was like, he was just like so lovely. And he he was encouraging. And but but she I'd called her a cunt, I think, like at some point. (laughs) I didn't mean it just came out. I mean, you know, I was like, really? (laughs) Just like... (laughs) occasionally no but she it was like you know we had this thing she was quite prissy and she's still my friend by the way to this day so we were sitting on the tube on the way home and she went you know what come to this party with me come I want us to be friends I was like I do too and I you know so I went with her and I met this producer and he anyway blah blah, blah. And that's when he and the what anyway they came and they saw it and they're like that girl can sing but I think they just saw I was really cute and 19 and that was a thing and so that was William Orbit and then he and I did these songs together called and stuff but it was tricky wow so that was how you first yeah sang, was you you decided to put a poem of Rimbaud's to song in this play yeah and William Orbit happened to be in the audience. Well, he was his... friends with the producer, so... Oh, the producer was in the audience. No, well, actually, I've told it the wrong way around. So let me just start again. So yeah. I called her account. She was sat on the tube. She came home. She was like, come to this party. I went to the party. I met William Orbit at a bar. I asked him for a cigarette. He spent the rest of the night looking for a cigarette for me, and I never saw him again. Then he and the producer came to the gig, and they were like, that girl can sing. Boom. Oh. Put her on the stage. Mic drop. Drop the mic. Drop the mic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, anyway, so, but I, yeah. Wow. So, so that's how you came to Music. And that's how we wrote She Cries Your Name. And that was, and there was another song called Water from a Vine Leaf, which, and everything I did, he would just put me in the studio with him. I, I did, you know, sang on so many, so I'm, you, I'm, I think, I mean, I mean, you know, I did backing vocals. He was doing Madonna Justify My Love remixes at the time. And I had my mum's house. So my mum died and we had this little ha- in Hackney, which then is now is all fancy, but then it was rough. I mean, literally like we had Herman, the off license around the corner. And he would, you know, it was like, Herman, we need bread. And, um, <laughs> We need vodka. And then, uh, yeah, bread and vodka is all we need, literally. Um, good times. Yeah. So then he kind of brought us up, Herman, the off-license oh. man. He was very nice. What did anyway. your brother, um, what was his reaction to your? That is heavy that you just, it was intense for him. But guess what? He's here tonight. He's here tonight. He's now, you know, doing his own work. He's now, I, oh, you know what? I went in that studio with William because I was like, my brother, my brother could get into this. You know, this is our way into music. This could help my brother. And, and I thought like, but it was me. It was very hard for me, actually. That's a really profound thing to ask because I was not comfortable with the spotlight coming on me as a musician because it was everybody else's but mine it was my brothers it was his friends and they were all a bit like yeah all right yeah and and um 
Yeah, and I was just, but it's interesting because now he does, he promotes, he's been in a band himself, he now promotes, he's actually in LA tonight, so we're going to see each other tonight. Um, You know, and and so he he did end up doing it, and it has ended up working. It took a while, but he's doing it. And he's, yeah, he's been really successful in his own band, and you know, so it all came to, it all came full circle in the end. But yeah, it's been a funny one for me to try and own what I do, and not feel like really uncomfortable and it really did I I I, what's the word would um upend my you know self inflict kind of mess it up a bit I think because I just felt so kind of like I felt like imposter syndrome pure and utter for years probably still do but there you go also uh how has becoming a mother affected your musicianship and your own your ability to have ownership over yeah your artistry i think that i can honestly say that it's focused me i've had to stop a whole host of things in order to be a, a, a awake and healthy enough to parent so that's helped me i've had to um really get well really look after myself in order to be a good parent and that's had a knock-on effect to my music because it means that I've suddenly become much more focused with my time with my professionalism as well just like you know and and understanding and empathy and blah 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 blah. so I think that's helped I think also I find it really hard I do I find the time the splitting of self and time and just like cheers but I have a very lucky thing it's I have this husband who supports me in what I do and that is very rare I would say wow fantastic. yeah so to, may all women have that yeah may all women have <laughs> and may all men have that too yeah exactly a, a partner that supports them exactly what a what a gift Amen. that is man wow yeah but we do the same so he's also a music Sam Amadon he's incredible you should do a launch left with him I think he's yeah. coming to America I'm just saying putting it out there <laughs> he's genius and he is so good but like you know he's letting me come on this tour not letting me but I mean you know making it very possible and like you go have it and also like yeah do what you got to do and he's home with the kids wow. and then at the same time you know he'll go in November and I'll be home right but so you, reciprocity yeah. yeah that's great yeah we just like to uh ask people about what um ha- what their activism is what if any so in England at the moment we have this thing called Extinction Rebellion which is uh, basically a climate awareness it's it's they've shut down so I don't know if you heard about them me must have they shut down the whole of London mm-hmm. and uh, and on the literally I was the last so I played on the stage that was in uh, Marble Arch and uh, it was amazing and and it turned out to be the last night and it turned out to be the last show before the police shut the whole thing down they still have my microphone i'd just like to say <laughs> um, maybe it was because i was so terrible like just got that bitch off the stage but um no that was that was very important to me to be part of that i'm so honored to have been asked and to have been able to give my time to that cause and to try and stay aware because yeah yeah so, we're in a climate emergency yeah yeah beautiful yeah good yeah glad 
I wish I was there that night. That sounds like a one-time-only one show. It was, and the night before, Massive Attack, well, part of Massive Attack did a, did a sound system. They, play, they DJ'd, and I was just there. And I have never been anywhere with more people just being sweet to each other, mm. kind and open-hearted and no aggression. And I don't think alcohol was allowed or something. It was like just this beautiful, beautiful place to be. And it reminded me of the, the original festivals that I went to uh, yeah, more before of that. it got all weird. More and, of that. Yes. More of that. And that's the interesting thing about this time. It's like, you know, this awfulness that's going on across the world right now, this right wing nuttiness is that, is it almost, it's, it's, it's like this pressure is, is create, is cracking open this other response, which is, a profound respect of nature and um and an understanding and a willingness to be to be good to each other and to be good to our planet you know what i mean it's like yeah and yeah it's, it's kind of an extraordinary it time is. it's darkest before the dawn right it's operating on that theory, let's hope definitely yeah. a great time to be alive with you think? all its intensity and i do because it's it is a boiling point of sorts and yeah and each of us has an energetic responsibility to respond. And, and I think what you're talking about is like, there is that like counterbalance going on, you know, mm -hmm. and sometimes when things get extremely one way, the other has to rise up. And, and, and so it's just like, how do we balance this, yeah. this time? And, and, and like you said, where's our shared humanity? Like right. that's, that's really at the end of the day, like, all the things that we do and busy ourselves with matter nothing compared to the truth exactly. of our existence and our connection to each other. So whatever's going to bring us closer to that and, and boiling points, tipping points, you know, happen, uh, are, are what often yeah. pushes us to realize like the truth of our connectivity. So yeah, I think it's an exciting time. You to be do. Alive. I'm I glad do. to hear that. Yeah. I feel that I do. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking this morning about how there's sort of two monikers or markers of like a spiritual sayings is be here now, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then another is this too shall pass. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about how those are two, they're opposing in yeah. a way. Yeah. But then when I put them together in one sentence, be here now for this too shall pass, it really allowed me to like come to this idea of how fleeting mm -hmm. it, it all is and to enjoy yeah. or you know and even if like your moment is not something that you can enjoy that's when you can bring into this recognition that like well this it's gonna pass yeah you know cool. yeah yeah no it's true it's it is a nut it's a good it's a good and a bad time place yeah yeah, exactly. It is. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. I know what, what, but what if we pull together now, yeah. if we, if we can, yeah. like something amazing well, could happen. I think like also we are. Yeah. Right? Just by having the conversations and, mm. and, and creating, like you were talking about before, you were saying like that night you guys had all, and this keeps happening. You're, everybody's getting together and mm. in those moments we are creating kindness mm -hmm. and warmth and opening to different Humanity. ways of being yeah. with one and another. nature and this respect of the earth and like this is what we come from like it's 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 kind of extraordinary but I, I don't, and also i'm really interesting like it's the first time we've all seen each other's truth like truth yeah. has never been like like yeah. it amidst all the lying yeah. it's like 
thank you know finally your lies are in the open and yeah. finally your truth is in the open that is your truth you know right. and that's extraordinary and mm -hmm. awful and it's like we're all hearing each other's thoughts finally through the media social media and yeah. but and that's like that's causing such a rift this yeah. thing that was meant to bring us together is pulling us apart but at the same time it's i don't know something really interesting yeah. going on Ooh. I love it. I know. Thank you yeah. so much. I'm going to ask one more question okay. before we have to close, which is just who you're listening to now, because um, we wanted we're so into you and your music that we absolutely want to make this well, an, you know, a portrait of Beth. Listening to now is Bobby Gentry. You know Bobby that. Gentry all the time. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. That's it. Oh uh, gosh. I mean, I made a mixtape. Yeah. So music has been really painful for me to listen to for a while. Um, I just on so many levels. Um, for, for quite a few years now because music became the thing I do. And I think that's part of what I was talking about earlier. It's like yeah. taking it right back down to the, the sort of like, what is this and why do I do it? And is it something I want to continue doing? And I found out, yes, it is. And at the same time, I was like, right, I'm going to make a little mixtape of all my favorite songs and all my favorite singers and not a mixtape, you know, what's it called? Yeah. <laughs> a thing of me, but yeah. A playlist. A playlist, that's the one. But it's to me a mixtape. So, and it was just like, you know, there it was again, like, you know, Nick Drake and Van Morrison and um, Bob Dylan and all these incredible men, um, Kate Bush, Joni Mitchell, Ricky Lee Jones, you know, I don't know, going back. But if you ask me who, someone I'm very fond of is, Zay, I think she's called Jayla, but it's spelled Zayla. And she is incredible. She's a young woman who's just releasing music now. And I think her album's going to come out soon or it's just on the verge of coming out. She's beautiful. Um, she is uh, an incredible artist with an incredible voice. I really like her. Well, thank you, Beth Orton, thank for you. joining us here at Launch so Left. Lucky. Thank you. Yeah. I was really not, I was so dreading it. I was like, oh, shit, I can't do interviews anymore. You did no, great. Yeah, I mean, Are you we kidding? can't do interviews either. Yeah. I don't know how to interview. <laughs> we're not so. even like sure how to. <laughs> you're good. No, you're we... good interviewers. <laughs> you make me, you're like, you really? listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, good. good. Yeah. High five. This is the nicest we've been to each other all day. Oh. <laughs> no. Welcome to Launch Left Podcast. I'm Summer Phoenix. Oh, and I'm Rain Phoenix. I know, we we forgetting to do that because we get so excited about our guests. Briston Maroney. Today is a very special episode because today we launched Briston Maroney. Summer and I, it's called Rain and Summer Launch, is the segment where we pick someone that we think is doing something magical in the music sphere and we launch them here on the podcast and they play acoustic uh, in the studio. So... As you know, by now, we hope Launch Left is a space for famed creatives to launch the next wave of music rebels, but it's also an intentional space that highlights and empowers all artists for whom radical creativity is not a choice but a necessity, and I bet that that's you. So we hope to hear from you. Follow us on Launch Left, at Launch Left on all socials, and rate and subscribe the show, and don't forget to give extra thumbs up to Summer because she has to co-host with me, and that's no small feat. <laughs> See you next time. Bye. Enjoy Mr. Maroney. Kristen Maroney. Okay, well, I didn't get the first part. Did you say KY? <laughs> guys, so simple. One thing, guys, one thing. One thing. Hmm. Together. One thing. It's fun. You guys say a lot of funny stuff, so it's fun to just repeat it and act like I'm a part of the joke. I just repeat the last couple words that you guys say. Okay. <laughs> it's really fun. Well, I mean. we're just recycling shit we've heard, so.
you it's know. all repetition. We cool. don't curse on this podcast. Oh, excuse me. Oh, is yeah. that a tattoo of Texas? Damn, dang right it is. I was born <laughs> That's there. Too bad timing. And is Are that a really? polio vaccine? Um, yeah. I have that too. Do you really? Yeah, and it's botched like yours. Yeah, they didn't do great. No. Just kidding. That's actually... Oh, a burn. Yeah. Oh, a cigar high burn? School. This one... You did yourself mm-hmm. with well, cigarettes. Yes. Yeah. These were all cigarettes, and this was a lighter. Whoa. It was a crazy party. Tennessee gets wild. You're from Tennessee? Mm-hmm. Tennessee. Arrested Development? Yeah. Heck yeah. Dude, I had that CD in my car for like two years. Yeah, it was one of the... It is really good. First concerts I ever saw. Really? Yeah. Oh, did you go to school for music? Hmm. I was supposed to. I Well, I... Yes, Oh, I saw that in your breakdown. You dropped out. Floundered out. Nashville. I think the most recent write-up says the word floundered out of college, which is awesome. (laughs) But yeah, I I went to college. You can go your own way. Oh, hey. Holy Toledo. Locals over there. Dang. Just saying. Floundered, dropped out. Yeah, man. you choose, man? Nashville. That Mm -hmm. makes sense that you ended up in Nashville. I miss the yes. part that you were from Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh. Knoxville originally, uh-huh. which is awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. I played there a few times. Really? Mm-hmm. Dude, it's really cool. Do you, where were you? Do you remember? Can't remember the name of the bar, but there's that's you know I can't remember a lot of things. Same. But yeah, Probably Knoxville. I do remember Knoxville. And Knoxville. It was cool. It's one of a kind. Very the scruffy city is what they call it. I like it a lot. So you live in Nashville now, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been there. So, yeah, I moved there for school and then was in school for like a year and a half and then left to take a swing at the music thing and like really go for it. Um, And I've stayed there since. And it's like it's home. It's like the first city that I felt was like home, which is very cool. And in terms of taking a swing at the music thing, you're (laughs) 21 now. Is that right? Mm -hmm. So when did you start? Piecing together chords and singing melody. I think I was 12 when my grandpa gave me my first guitar. Um, I always liked music growing up, but yeah, he gave me my first little acoustic guitar. He taught me that song, uh, Louie Louie, you guys know? Louie oh, yeah. yeah. I was hoping you'd sing it. <laughs> yeah, that was the first song he taught me, a little power chord action. And then um, I just like became obsessed very early on and what's your process <laughs> do you start with uh the process lyrics first music first changes the process i man i don't know i don't feel like i'm qualified to answer Does it that just question come to you kind of do songs it's come very to you? it's very sporadic for sure it's like very um any song we've ever recorded or like finished usually is written in like 20 minutes mm-hmm. like i'm definitely the kind of person like i can't i have a very hard time coming back to ideas um that i've started previously like i feel like you lose direction really quickly when you do that sometimes so yeah it's all very sporadic what role has your producers played in that then um up to this point we've come in to record all the records with all the songs done um and yeah mad respect to people who can like work things out in the studio i'm like so much more songwriting oriented um I guess like pre-studio stuff. So I like going in with the song, leaving all the room to like focus on the sounds and weird noises and stuff like that. We are on Sunset and Vine Street in beautiful Hollywood, California today with Briston Maroney. Mm. 
who recently, <laughs> we won't say exactly when, but he put out a most beautiful song Thank you. entitled Caroline. Very good. That both my, can I say, my sister and I are obsessed with. I, am I think okay. she's a little more obsessed than me because I've probably only heard it once. Well, Again, with the honesty, but... Just what no, are the next two appointments you. that she has? Next to... two appointments? Mm, damn. I don't think I thought about you didn't, that. You didn't think it through, huh? Mm-mm. No, that... Because I've been thinking about it quite really? a lot. Really? Well, what do yeah. you think? Cause I you're thought it was like right. dentist, like, because yeah. if she was like losing her mind <laughs> over making it <laughs> to... I was like, okay, so it has to be like the dentist and, and um, something else soccer really... coach. Yeah. Yep. Soccer coach. Soccer coach appointment. Past year of my life has been filled with a lot of like awesome people pushing me to be honest and say like what I'm really feeling and um, a whole nother side of like fear that comes along with doing that all the time of like, damn, I don't know. It's insane. I mean, yeah, it's like a whole different set of fears once you actually do it and people like Sometimes I thought it was scarier to like be honest, but sometimes it's scarier to be honest and like the outcome of that, someone's reaction to that being negative Mm -hmm. is like scarier than actually doing it sometimes. That's why there's like a fine art of skillfulness and honesty, which is like finding a way to remove every kind of blame like yeah. p- touch point that could be perceived as blaming someone else totally. while you're being honest, so honest that, and kind. Yeah. Yes. It's, very, it's it's hard though. It is a it is skill. It takes it takes really spending some time with how you're going to say what you're going to say because, yeah. and it's not um, supported culturally to do that. It's actually we're such a blame culture. We like to blame everyone Dude. else. So absolutely, most people when they're honest, they're like you did this to me like that's their version of honesty or uh, or because of you i feel this way and it's really not it's more about it's hard to do but yeah that if you take time to take responsibility for why you're where you're at and then find a way to say like i need space from this and have the courage to just be okay with whatever comes from that if you've you know uh, you know if you've managed to find the space to be honest and kind to just sort of be able to work towards accepting however that may land with whoever you're sharing it with yeah or else you will be totally paralyzed by the fear of the outcome of somebody's reaction no joke dude very yeah good point shoot i told y'all we're getting deep here brain blasted right now knowledge knowledge out the wazoo <laughs> you must have started young and so you've reached you're like already kind of having this realization young i think i got at super what age lucky. did you do moonshine for the first time no, <laughs> <laughs> probably like nine. Oh my. no i'm just kidding that would be <laughs> okay. super at the dentist's illegal. office only though yeah i mean Not whenever i get my first teeth cleaning it was like around <laughs> then <laughs> Nah, man. Yeah, I think I got pretty lucky to grow up around a lot of very thoughtful people. And, like, I went to schools that were all very small and, like, was forced to, like, really look into people's personalities and, like, had some awesome figures growing up and stuff. So always was, like, in a position to, like, really think about people and, like, feelings and stuff like that. I think it's really cool. Your grandfather gave you your first guitar at age 12. 
That is what, huge. Uh, what is like your, it's your family super close. I saw your video to Caroline, which I found really beautiful to oh, see all that old you. footage mixed with like very Thanks, creative man. new. Oh, maybe we thought dentist because of that mm, magnifying nah, thing where nah, he's that's more of like a, well, like a, a but it's still, it was like a, di- it was like a doctor. It was like a normal doctor. Nothing right. crazy. Yeah. But that was so beautiful. Who shot those parts that, of that video? Joey Broadnecks. Yeah. That director. Dude, he is, is amazing. so dope. He's also a <clears throat> freaking sweetheart. Like he is my best friend by far. We lived together in Nashville. The first house that I moved into my own when I was like, in shambles i lived in this like tiny little closet that shared a wall with his like master bedroom of the house and he would just let me just like sleep on the floor in there and just like hang out with him so i didn't get sad in my my little depression closet who has inspired you as you know a songwriter and an artist uh in in music or or any other art form really who's it kind of been an inspiration and a guidepost for you yeah um man i've as i've gotten older I've found more inspiration in like people that aren't songwriters as much. Like growing up, I loved like John Prine was my favorite songwriter of all time. And like Towns Van Zandt and like old country dudes, just like storytelling stuff. And then, um, as I've gotten older, I've like really into like actors and comedians and just like anyone who just like expresses or like has a strong personality. I think it's really cool. Did you see that movie blaze? (laughs) Oh yeah, dude! I went with my fr- okay. That oh, movie is so dude. good. Good movie, super awesome movie. Really like Alia Shawkat in it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all the acting in that movie is insane. Uh, what's the guy who played Blaze's name? Charlie Sexton. Oh no, I don't know that, that guy's name. He uh, played Towns. Yeah, he was and great. killed it. Yeah. Uh, Ben something. Oh yeah. He was at South by when we were down there, and I missed his set, but he played like a set for his own band oh. and I heard it was really awesome yeah sorry when you said you like Towns that's what made me think of that movie so she yeah. did that thing and you said Towns and then like five minutes later she was it like happened. oh have you seen this movie I wasn't taken <laughs> off guard though <laughs> like you warned me I was fully prepared for that to happen maybe we should just always warn people early on that I'm gonna disappear but come back later with something that sort of <laughs> that's has fun. some kind of I hope people relation to it <laughs> respect that and handle that that's fun you're really easy going do you have any things that you really believe in like do you have any causes that you think are important to care about I mean I'm not trying to like put you on the spot here but seriously are you in any way an activist right now traveling i think a lot and meeting a lot of people just like general kindness is really important to me um and like i think realizing that empathy does not require like a ton of detail i think is like really huge which is something that i've had to learn a lot this year and like Dude, nothing frustrates me more when people are like, like claim to be inclusive or kind, but it's like so conditional or there's like tears to how nice they are to somebody. Um, So I think just like I'm an activist for like being able to have a personality or like kindness in yourself that like can mold to any situation or any person like you don't have to believe a set list of things to like 
get along with somebody. That's you know so I mean? cool. Empathy is not Thanks, elitist. Man. Indeed. Dang, that's a nice perfect way to say way that. To say it. Yeah, man. Wow, well, that was really insightful. I feel like you just kicked <laughs> me some canola from that end of the table. At least I could do. So you're going to play us a song. Totally. I guess so, man. Yeah. Let's let Summer throw out a name of a song. Cool. And let's see if you shudder or if you're delighted. Let's see if I vom. Oh, I feel under Caroline. pressure. Yeah. I, I think that would be great. That'd be sick. Just because we have Pink Puppy pink here. Pink here. Oh, like, thank you for saying that. My, That's my girlfriend's childhood pet dog doll. I feel like Caroline might have taken this Pink Puppy to the dentist even. Oh, yeah. That thing so. is like definite security. Yeah, man. Let's so do Briston it. So Briston Maroney has a stuffed animal, but it's really clearly, you know, more real than stuffed. Mm-hmm. And its name is, what did you call him? Pink Puppy. Pink Puppy. I call them Pink Puppy. I don't think that's his name. No, that's the real name. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I'm serious. Wow. Summer retains information. That's crazy. Maybe I said that earlier. You must have. Who knows? I didn't just come up with that. We should guys. take a picture for sure, though, of the uh, Pink Puppy and the guitar Fender Aww. on the, what kind of amp is that? Oh, it's a Fender also. Yeah. Deluxe Reverb. A Fender, we love you. Come at us. We'll take your money. Damn right. Dang, um, right. We would love to have you do ad buys on our show, Launch Left. Yeah, man. Come on, Fender. <laughs> come on, Fender. Grow come up. Come on, Fender. Come come be a part of the party. What's wrong with you? I want to do a really accusatory ads. <laughs> Fender, what the hell? That's my ad. We've got a star for your next commercial, Fender. <laughs> I'm sure you're going to love the idea. He's going to come at you. Um, so we're going to get to hear you perform this song Caroline that both Summer and I really do enjoy listening to. Thank you guys. Live here in the studio. What Absolutely. a treat. It's my pleasure. And I hope you enjoy that Summer and I are your launching party. We've chosen you as our I'm honored. emerging band of the, of the week. <laughs> it here is on very Launch flattering. Left. Thank you very much. It's well, you're really great. And, thank you guys. And such a pleasant individual to spend time with. Damn. Thank you. That's very nice. Can't wait to see you play live. Really and stoked. And hear you right now. At a show sometime. Yeah. <laughs> Get at this. Dude, trying hard. <laughs> it's confusing. Get at this. <laughs> All right, Summer, okay. thank you for choosing. Oh, thank you for having me. Mm. It's the least I could do. Next time you hear us, you'll actually be hearing Briston Maroney with his song Caroline. Caroline, you don't have to lose your mind. Just be sure that you're on time to your next two appointments. Caroline. Amber hair and big blue eye Locks herself behind the light And spins her favorite record Cause she's got some dreams in her heart She just needs somewhere to start I don't wanna be the one to tell you You don't need to be the last to know Got big dreams and an attitude Everything you need, what you need to do is go Just go 
Dead and you fell down a mile from the finish Caroline Coming in at four foot nine Everybody talks so big But you don't have to listen Cause she's got some dreams And some cash Need somewhere to crash And I don't want to be the one To tell you You don't need to be the last to know Got big dreams and an attitude Everything you need What you need to do is go Just go gonna be just fine but your name belongs in lights with all the constellations change is hard but it's gonna take you far pick up your guitar and tell me why you're so frustrated Launch Left aims to create an intentional space that highlights and empowers all artists for whom radical creativity is not a choice, but a necessity. Launch Left begins with music, but its ultimate aim is to launch left-of-center artists in all creative fields. Everybody, 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 everybody